Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Is that anyone attempting to leave them out should be shot on sight. Welcome to the Gatecast. Another update to the never-ending saga of the domain change for the podcast. Did the domain actually change and the RSS confirmed active? We submitted ourselves to iTunes only to discover they still refused to recognize the feed. Further investigation indicated the route of the initial iTunes removal was down to a change in support by our host GoDaddy. This occurred right after Alan renewed our service after being with them for over three years. So now we are in the process of changing hosting companies and transferring the whole database over. The URL and RSS will be unaffected until the process begins. Then everything could be down for an unknown amount of time. Touch wood, it's not that long. So please bear with us. Our Facebook, Google Plus and Twitter remain active. So share any information because we're losing casual and regular listeners hand over fist. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, then we have the Gatecast Facebook group. We're Gatecast on Google Plus. And on Twitter, search for The Gatecast, which is one word. Our website is currently, and hopefully should remain, gatecast.co.uk. And to manually add the RSS feed to a podcatcher, use this address. gatecast.co.uk forward slash feed forward slash podcast. And we hope to hear from you. Take care, and Stargate forever. Come try Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Gatecast episode 146. Correct, 146. A much aborted and postponed recording due to uh, personal issues, and I'm still not feeling 100%, so uh, if I'm not my usual sort of bouncy self, you'll have to forgive me. I'm sure Mike can fix it in post. What? Add extra bounce? Yes. (laughs) I don't think they've got a filter for that. You don't think so? I can tone you down a bit. Raising you up is a bit more difficult. Perhaps I could cut out laughter and whatnot from previous episodes and put that in. You realise what song is in my head now? No. Westlife, you raise me up. Well, there you go. You know, not really a big Westlife fan here. You may not have heard the Westlife version, but you probably heard a version because it's possibly the most recorded song on the planet. I may have done, but it doesn't ring a bell. Have you seen Much of Rescue Me? Or did you say you'd seen the old thing? Seen it all. I double-checked there. All seven seasons are on Netflix. Just make sure you get to watch it before it comes off. Do Netflix tend to take things off as well? Of course they do. Like any broadcaster, they buy rights for a set period of time. Then if the show makes some money, they renew the rights. If it doesn't, it goes. How does a show make money on Netflix? Because Netflix pays them for the rights to uh, stream it. Yes, but how does the show make money for Netflix? People pay Netflix a monthly subscription. I see. So what, if it's being watched, it stays. If it's not being watched, it's removed? I suspect it's as simple as that. I'm watching it, but not sort of on a daily basis. Whereas I sat down and burned through four episodes of Smallville one day. Smallville's a slightly lighter show than Rescue Me. Let's be honest. (laughs) The final season of uh, Rescue Me is pretty brutal. Really? Brutal as in bad or brutal as in... Six years of uh, Tommy and all his uh, exploits all comes to a head in the final season. I see. I'm on season two, episode five. Yeah, well worth sticking around. It's very, very good series. I thought he was excellent in Spider-Man. Oh, the new one? Yes. What role did he play? To answer that would be a fairly major spoiler. The bad guy? No. Uh, his dad? No. Grandpa? 
No, Aunt May. Not related to the bad guy. Oh, well, figure it then. <laughs> Gwen Stacy's dad. Ah, all right. They didn't go Mary Jane at all. They went Gwen Stacy instead. Gwen was always the comic book girlfriend, wasn't she? It was both. But Gwen... One of them died. In the, yeah, Gwen was killed by the uh, Green Goblin. Yeah. In the comic book. It actually, it was Gwen's death which drove Peter Parker to seek out the black suit. Oh, Venom. It came off Venom. Oh, right. All the power, but none of the control. Yeah, pretty much. I have to say, and it's actually on Netflix, animated show of Spider-Man sticks fairly closely to the canon. Yeah. It's probably worth watching. Unfortunately, it, I mean, the actual cell animation is crap. All of the web-slinging stuff where he's gone between buildings is all CG, and it's fairly decent. Yeah, seems a strange way to do it, doesn't it? I don't know if you saw my various tweets, but I watched my first episode, Animated Batman, the other week. Which one? There have been five. I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man and Batman, and he had one of the main writers on, and we were talking about this episode that he'd written where uh, Batman's secret is exposed after the death of uh, Batgirl, and Commissioner Gordon actually goes after Batman trying to kill him. And I thought, that actually sounds like a decent episode. I watched it, and I thought, this is actually a pretty damn good show. It was a fantastic episode. I'm, you know, the rest of the series might not be as good as that. Like 20 minutes or so, I thought, absolutely brilliant, Batman. There was a future Batman with Bruce Wayne as an old guy back in Batcave, and a young flu with an enhanced suit, which had sort of, you know, Iron Man-style rocket thing in the boots. It didn't actually enable them to fly. It was more sort of enhanced jump. Yeah. So, how has your dining experience been lately? That's what I ordered! I changed my order to the soup! Good move. Oh no. Not again. If it's been like that poor fella, then we'd like to suggest the Sci-Fi Diner podcast for great, tasty, and spicy cuisine. Weekly, we offer up top news, interviews, and have great conversations on what's going on in the world of sci-fi. Make your reservation today at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast.com. Check, please. So, the beard's coming on. Oh, we've got a beard, are you? Look at my profile on Facebook. What, the little 36 pixels will be 36 pixels, Chubby? Don't mm-hmm. send me the picture. I'm not. Oh, good. <laughs> but if you click on it, it'll increase in size. Yes, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, f- Come on, that was... <laughs> Surely your brain sort of... I gave out to you about this last week. So what was it like waking up the day after your birthday, clear-headed? Interesting. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, not as fun as it might have been since I think I got about five hours sleep. That's not good for you. I saw what you meant about Falling Skies the other night. I ended up fiddling with the controls on the TV so I could actually see what the f*** was going on. Ah, so it isn't just me then? No, it's not just you. I was watching it. And it was a scene at the start. It was about three episodes ago at the UK rate. And it was a scene at the start where the two kids are hunting skitters. Oh, and yeah. I couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, you think, come on, have a full moon at least. That's why I go on about Stargate. You never have them problems when you watch Stargate. Most shows handle it okay, but some just cannot do it very well at all. Is it lack of budget? They're not using low-light cameras? I think it's got to be the production side. 
I watched the penultimate episode of Eureka last night. Yeah, right. The way the penultimate episode wrapped up, I thought, you know what? That's not a cliffhanger. I don't actually need. The way they were going, I thought they're going to cliffhang me. So I downloaded it while I was watching it in the event that they left me frustrated so I could uh, watch the next one immediately. And Fargo seems to have lost Holly again without actually losing her, which is in some ways worse. <laughs> you know? You were satisfied with the ending. You didn't feel the need to... I, I didn't feel... I was satisfied with the ending of the second last episode. I didn't feel the need to immediately watch... <laughs> the final episode, I thought they were going to leave it with, you know, practically everyone captured and them in danger, but they did a quick sort of three-minute solution wrap-up thing. Yeah. Which felt like, crap, this episode is running long. <laughs> well, you don't know exactly how they tweaked the final episode, because uh, obviously they knew they were cancelled by then. But, I mean, given the number of times they've really blown up the damn planet... Well, I can't say too much if you haven't seen the finale. What debate is going on on our wall? Well, not on our wall, on our Twitter feed. McKellar sucks balls. <laughs> Who's posted that? Per Addison. Fortunately for all of the diehard fans, I don't mean literally. Oh, she means uh, McKay-Keller combo. Oh. She doesn't approve of their romance in SGA. Why the hell not? I did watch Battleship. Oh dear. Well, I paid to see Battleship in the cinema, so... You've heard of the spoof... Well, not the spoof version, the cheap knockoff, American Warships. Yes, I've heard of it. That I enjoyed more than Battleship. Well, I gave up after just under an hour of Jabberwock and just hit delete. You should have stuck it out as they battled the dragons and saved the day. No, not even Star Pyramid Player could keep me interested in that movie. No, Tameth wasn't Pyramid Player. Wasn't Tameth the guy that married Starbuck? No, that was Anders. Tameth was Paul, was it Agamemnon? Yeah, he was in Battlestar. He was the one that gave his seat to Boltar when they landed on uh, Caprica. And stayed behind and fell in love. Was he not one of the final five? No. Wasn't Trisha Heller in Leverage? Trisha Helford. She was in Dark Blue for a season. And she's been in Burn Notice. Maybe it was Burn Notice. She was in something I watched. Come try ya! Anyhow, shall we? <laughs> Straight into it. <laughs> if a tree, if a doe, if a hain. Clicky. Fade out. Fade in on Sarah. Been a while since we've seen her. Indeed, he said, turning the subtitles on so we could hear what the hell was going on. We could have ended it better than we did. Maybe. I do like that outfit. Yes, would that be same height? Would that be what? Same height. What's that? You know, you've heard people being in shimmery. Ow, that looks sore. I'm still seeing it again, them being bounced off the wall. That's werewolf, and that still looks sore. I don't care if you're wearing it. You deserve to love someone from Jacob and then cutting to Jack. I mean, that's not even subtle. That's from Grace. And a safe bet. That's the episode we just watched, yeah. They do a lot of work on these little previously bits. Mm. You need a good knowledge of the overall story to be able to piece all this together. Especially when some of the episodes are from years back. Yes. So, the Lost City is still lost. And you'll doubtless do a little thing on that location. I have no idea where that location is. You normally do. Daniel's apartment, inside. You say this is an apartment they actually borrowed and dressed? This isn't Daniel's apartment as we've seen it before. He must have moved. Amulet is likely from the 12th dynastic period. Inland markings suggest the royal house of Amenemet. Possibly a gift from the king's immediate family to commemorate a birth or coming of age or... It's for luck. What the hell? She's not a big girl, but she looks really thin there. 
Royal goldsmiths made them for the king in the hope that the floodwaters would rise again in the Nile, granting them a bountiful crop. Although, obviously, this is supposedly young Daniel and young Sarah when they first met. Dr Jordan sent me a picture a few weeks ago. I suppose I had a bit of a head start. Her eyebrows are rather... Actually, the way the hair is, she could be elven. The ears are rising up behind the air. You can imagine points on them. Yes. <laughs> Back to uh, the real world. Oh, a memory reading device. So where's the screen that she's seen this on, or is she wearing a little eye device? Oh, that's ominous, isn't it? That's nicely lit. It is, isn't it? She's wearing one too. Oh, <laughs> a little smile on her face. Oh, and credit sequence. That was short, wasn't it? That was two minutes and seven seconds for me. Was it? It seemed very long at all. Because most of it was previously actual new footage, only about 45 <laughs> seconds. Okay, Chimera. Season 7, episode 15 of Stargate SG-1. The Gatecast, episode 146. Story by Rob C. Cooper, but written by Damien Kindler. Directed by Will Wearing. so look out for the pineapple. Hmm? He puts a pineapple in every episode he does. Okay. Got its world premiere in the UK on January the 20th, 2004. America, January the 30th. Australia, September the 22nd. And the Canadians got it December the 16th, same year. Mm. Other shows with the same title X-Files, Sanctuary, NCIS and Deep Space Nine mm. So in good sci-fi company there Yay. And we're back And joined cup of coffee Coffee And Amanda in a very, very Yes Revealing <laughs> I am sort of Yes, can you draw your eyes away from uh, a cleavage? Not really, no Well she's entitled, she's always yeah. in fatigues for most of the show Is that seat taken? Well, no, but there are plenty of other empty oh. tables. Yeah, but none of them have single beautiful women sitting at them. How dare you try to pick up yeah. Sam? <laughs> you cad. I could have a boyfriend. You're having coffee by yourself at 7.30 in the morning. This is David DeLuise, brother of Peter, Michael. Well, then, I feel compelled to warn you. Most of the guys I've dated recently have died. As in? Dead. How? Various circumstances. Oh, at least one of them. In fairness, she's telling them up front, you know. You date me, you die. How about dinner tonight? My motel room. Your motel room? Yeah, I'm in town from Denver on a case. We'll order room service, open a box of wine. A box? Something with a duck on the front? At this point, of course, we're not aware that they do already know each other. Oh-ho! Stop it, Pete. Although, come straight out, you fancy having dinner in my motel room probably works a good percentage of the time. Well, hey, that could be uh, <laughs> David DeLuise. Which one's David? Him. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Stargate, thy nepotism is rampant. Oh, what's the point of having a brother who's producer and writer and director if you can't get a gig? You look young enough to be a son. <laughs> That's it. That's a nice, interesting way of letting us know they've actually been going out for a while. Yes, yeah, so whatever you see, you shouldn't come as a surprise. Mm. Meanwhile, back in her fatigues... Yeah, is she feeling fatigued? It jams the frequencies the goal of use for communication in the remote control of devices like the ring transporters. Right now, we're working on making it portable enough to... Daniel is. <laughs> At least pretend that it's interesting. Uh, no, it was very interesting. Please, go on. Are you tired? <laughs> yeah, you think? I had a weird dream last night. About what? Uh, working with Sarah back in Chicago. We know me for the surrogate program. How's that weird? 
Uh, things were all mixed up. My hair was different, you know. Well, no offense, Daniel, but... Never goes well when you start a sentence, no offense. We've had a tweet from Colin at Trek News and Views. Was Alan slacking off on Tuesday? Something cropped up which took his attention away from the podcast, and rightly so. We'll leave it at that. Yes, thank you. Small world. You've walked all that way, now you're going back for coffee, Daniel. You really are tired. Uh, this is awkward. Who's humming the Stargate team? Yeah, of course you ain't got the sound on, have you? I am. You are? Sorry. Sam is humming. She's happy. I wonder why. Oh, hang on, audio appears to be trying to kick back in. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's back. It'll probably go with the next scene change. What's his name? No, I'm humming. <laughs> <laughs> he knows her too well. Speeding again, are we? From Denver. He's a friend of my brother's. Set up. Pathetic, I know. No, it's great. Really? Isn't it? Wait, it's not serious or anything. And yet, it is humworthy. Sir. But Carter, it's none of my business. I'm just happy you're happy about something other than... Quarks. <laughs> That's not bad, welcome, Jack. Uh, yeah. Not bad with quarks. <laughs> That's thunder into silence, that is. Yeah, because uh, he's obviously jumped to the conclusion that they've had sex. A bit uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, a bit. Look. Thank you, sir. I think the last couple of episodes where they've hinted at a bit more closeness between Jack and Sam is paying off now. I think they both realise that nothing really is going to happen between them. And, and she's totally embarrassed enough to realise that he's right. Now, that was a long elevator ride. The canteen surely isn't that further up. This is Daniel showing off his buffness. In a very unusual position to sleep. I've slept like that. Couldn't sleep like that. His hands are behind his head, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I've slept like that. I've slept like that this morning. What's she doing to him? Having her wicked way. I didn't hear a little z- as it went in. I mean, surely it'd leave. There was a little z- when it went in. But he didn't sort of jerk. Well, perhaps when she zapped him, it gave him a bit of anaesthetic. Mm. Of course, this is a problem. If this is young Daniel, then he's really too buff. And where's the long wavy hair that he had in the early days? You mean the mullet? Yes. <laughs> which, which he took as inspiration from RDA in the MacGyver days. <laughs> That's a nice place. I mean, um, um, how are you? Fine. Yeah, you settling in? Well, except for want of a decent cup of tea, I'm in heaven. Sarah is played by Anna Louise Plowman, British actress. Although she was born in New Zealand, so I really shouldn't yes. call her British, but she's done most of her work in Britain. Yes, but she she sounds more Kiwi than British. Yes. yes. She's been in Holby City and Doctor Who. Her next the movie is Six Bullets, which she co-stars with Joe Flanagan, who was in Sargate Atlantis. A little audacious. I found them quite inspiring. In fact, I referenced them in my doctoral thesis at Cambridge. You must have failed. Um, I just hope I can live up to such talented company. Well, no, I'm sure if you're here, then you you have, you are. Stop, the flattery's overwhelming. Has she got incredibly white and perfect teeth? She's certainly not British. (laughs) Well, I dig at the Americans all the time. I have to throw a dig your direction on occasion. She's a very good-looking woman. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see her backlit in a semi-transparent white dress again. Yeah, that worked first time. I'm sure it could work again. Or maybe that dress Sam was wearing, but I don't think she has quite the cleavage to carry it off. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's it, Daniel. I'd like that, Dr. Jackson. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel's looking suitably stubbly. 
You know, I can't tell you how much I've looked forward to being here with you. And this is totally true, of course. Yeah. The best lies are always part truth. Hmm. Now, what do you think she's been doing to Daniel? <laughs> I'm sure it was strictly mental. <laughs> if it were the other way around, I wouldn't trust any male gourd with a female uh, subject. <laughs> and Asgard beaming. Yes. Anubis really got a hell of a lot of technology when he captured Thor. Mm-hmm. Why does she have it? Because she's a minion. Oh, I doubt she's anyone's minion. <laughs> this was shot in a park in North Vancouver early in the afternoon, but they used a lot of filters and shades to mimic dusk. Oh, come on. How can you not like singing in the rain? I guess I've always been more of a Fred Astaire fan. It's a classic. Whoa. Whoa there, lady. I believe the term classic is reserved for the likes of the French Connection, Dirty Harry, Serpico. Cop movies. What's your point? <laughs> this was romantic. Mm. You know, that dress has been hiked up a bit. A little bit, yes. That's a shame. <laughs> is Sam tall or is he short? Sam's, I think Sam's about 5'10". Or Amanda's about 5'10", I think. Yeah, they're nearly of a height. You know, my case down here wraps up tomorrow. Does that mean you're heading back to Denver? Actually, I called my captain and said, I don't care if crime is running rampant up there. I met this woman, this amazing person, and we got this thing going on. And what did he say? Get your ass back here, you're fired. <laughs> One of the problems of filming is if they actually filmed this at dusk, there wouldn't have been enough light to film it at dusk. It's no wonder television costs so much money to make. You've actually got to like Mr. Shanahan. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. A bit dopey looking. You know, dating Sam. Well, he's had, he's had fair warning. Yes. And he survived the first few encounters. I wonder how many encounters he's had. <laughs> I don't know how many encounters he's had. <laughs> and it was going so well. It is. But? It's getting late. It's seven o'clock. I have to get up really early. To go to work. Right. That's, yes, that's really early. Why not say you start work at two in the morning? Invite him in, Sam. You've had an alien in your house. Yeah. Have I mentioned I'm a cop? I interrogate people for a living. Are you saying you don't believe me? Is this all going too fast for you? Because I could back off. <sighs> Give you five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they haven't had an encounter. Well, that's Sam. She's not loose. You know, mm. you've got to earn her. You've got to do the groundwork. And then die. Have I left yet? <laughs> I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, though, but he, he still looks a little dopey until he smiles. Then his, his whole face comes alive. Do you fancy him? No, I don't fancy him, but it's a trait of all the Deloise. It looks like they've got a little A and B switch. A, look dopey. B, act and emote. Oh, she comes bearing gifts. Thank you. Uh, a little human contact first, if you please. Yes, I come bearing coffee. He's even dreaming about drinking coffee. Hmm. Was that so hard? Well, something <laughs> might be hard. <laughs> oh, come on, tell me you didn't go there. Yes, be careful, don't spill your coffee in your lap, Daniel. <laughs> I've got something for you. I bet she's got something for you. That's a way to tempt Daniel. Of course, this was before all his, uh, where he went off the rails with his, you know, his pyramid. Yeah. Where did you get that? It was found during an expedition in Morocco last month. An associate of mine sent it to me for analysis. No one's quite sure what to make of it. I took the liberty of running a carbon dating. 
How did she get access to carbon dating? She's fibbing. That's impossible. The lack of writing in the pyramids themselves, the inconclusive dating on several artifacts found at the Henderson dig. Are you saying this proves once and for all that there exists a language on Earth that predates all hieroglyphics? I thought you might enjoy the challenge. Only if you believe her, Daniel. Only if you believe her. Well, technically she's true. Don't trust her, Daniel. You regret it. Daniel? I recognize this. How could you? Well, believe it or not, medieval Latin is a derivative. We can use it as a reference point. Daniel, how could you possibly know that? I don't know. I just do. But Daniel shouldn't know this at this point. I mean, if somebody handed you that artifact with no strings tied to it, you'd question, where did it come from? That's a nice idea, actually question, questioning his own thoughts within the dream. Almost giving a... No, that's her, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's Cyrus. But you'd think, why even put that question in his mind? How do you know that? It actually kind of reinforces the fact that this that it isn't a dream or anything. This is real. Well, that's not so odd, considering you can also do that when you're awake. Perhaps you are attempting to reveal something to yourself. Like? Like something from when you were ascended. Such as your prior vision of Braytac and Ryak in danger. The tablet sounds a lot like the one you found when you were on Abydos. That was to lead to the Lost City of the Ancients. I didn't. You think that somehow I know the location of the Lost City and I just don't remember? If you have the dream again, perhaps you should translate the tablet. That's a small plate for Tilk. Mm. Where's the grapes yeah. and the bananas? Where's the pineapple? We've already had the pineapple in the opening scene. You missed it. And you didn't mention it? Yeah, go to sleep, Daniel. Listen to the podcast. You'll hear me say, and there was the pineapple. I told you I were dizzy. <laughs> That was just the cleavage. Mm. The cleavage distracted me. Like this week's Futurama, when uh, all the blood rushed from Fire's head to a different part and his brow reduced in size. <laughs> Actually, I can't even remember the last time I ate. How's it going? Oh, I'm so close. I think I found a, a basic structure to the whole thing. Really? Yeah, I, I, it's about guidance. Now, at first I thought that meant some sort of uh, spiritual guidance, but I was wrong about that. Here. Wow, indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're onto a good thing, Daniel. Yes. How did exactly did you screw this relationship up in the first place? The whole pyramid ranty thing? That could have been it, yes. You can imagine Daniel, you know, knee deep in research while she's mm. patiently waiting at their apartment. Eating to what? A city. A place of great power. It's a map telling us how to find a city where an ancient race of humans once lived. So, at what point will the uh, dream of Cyrus have the eyes glow? I assume when the game is up. Mm. <laughs> evil, evil smile. Yeah, not showing any teeth. <laughs> oh, look, Sam's trading her old Volvo for a new Volvo. That was actually Amanda's own car. That one? Yes. And the cars on this road were actually the crew cars they parked up. <laughs> oh, skirt. This episode is full of surprises. Yes. And a note. Oh. And flowers, which in theory could have been dead. Are we still mimicking Dusk? Well, I don't know what time... In... No, it can't be, can it? Well, I don't know what time... In... No, it can't be, can it? Dress up. <laughs> You're wearing a dress. Yeah. Does she change out of the fatigues before she leaves uh, work? She must do. Oh, <laughs> something for the ladies. Yes. You see, I know what the tablet is supposed to say. I just can't seem to finish translating it. Now, you may not be surprised to know those weights are not real weights. With Teok, no, probably not. Daniel, possibly. But Teok, the... The bar? 
the bar looks to weigh about 350 pounds. The bar is actually real, the actual steel bar, because the fake bar was uh, bending under the weight. <laughs> so they had to rush out and get a real bar from Christopher's own trailer. So those weights are real? No, no, they're not real. The actual weights are fake. fake bar was still bending under the weight of the fake weights. Are you with me? Kind of. Either way, admire the buffness of our two male leads. Notice the absence of RDA. Yes. Well, RDA was never really buff. No, and he's probably thinking, way too much work for me. I'll be in my trailer. Call me when you need me. <laughs> yeah. Be thankful I'm here at all. Oh. So basically I'm destined never to get a good night's sleep again. Knowing your past experiences, Daniel Jackson, I do not know how you have slept well before now. Thank you, Teal. This conversation has been disturbing on many levels. <laughs> That's bold, by the way. You put glasses on immediately after exercising, they will steam up. Because I've come out of gyms or come back from walk and sat down in my car, put on glasses, and boom, I can't see. I have to wait ten minutes for me to cool down. <laughs> oh, Pete's up for this. Shiny shoes, red roses and a suit. And a red tie with what looks like a sickle on it. Brace yourself, Pete. Shoes, legs, more legs, a bit of flamenco even. Hmm. And cleavage, yay. She dressed up all right. Up enough? I, um... Up enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. What? Uh, or not. I'll take that. Makeup and everything. Are those for me? Yeah. Yeah, this is where the dopey looking comes across. It's the other 11. The one I left before makes a dozen. I get it. <laughs> They're beautiful, thank you. Method to his madness. Yeah, but the problem is, he could have, um... So why is she taking it with her? She should put it in the vase. You'd think so. That is actually Amanda's own dress that uh, Sam is wearing. Damn. Amanda, let Sam borrow it? <laughs> yes. I had to borrow a new one, though, afterwards. <laughs> How about now? No. Okay, now. Band plays swing, was what the subtitle said. Yep, this is the Greek Community Hall basement in Vancouver. Oh, so no one can step in? <laughs> Oh, this way. What do you think? I think I'm going to get noticed. Come on. In there, done that. Not recently, though. Remind me after this to ask you a question about a tall guy. Okay. Slow jazz. Boys love the glitter ball. The couple there, they are, uh, I wrote this down. <laughs> <laughs> John Smith, one of the producers, they're his parents. This is great. It's nice to know people still stay together no matter what, isn't it? Yes, well, my boyfriends tend to die, so. Hmm, <laughs> she looked bothered. Very smooth skin. Well, there's always that little question mark hanging over. You know, sooner or later, she's going to have to tell somebody what she does. Yeah. And how will they react? Well, at least going round in circles, Pete's going through a large one. That is true, yes. And I'm sure Pete's quite happy about it as well. No, I, I meant Daniel. He said he was going round in circles. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The origin of doorways. How do you know that? It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but how do you know that? Daniel, it's all there. You just need to relax. I can't relax. I'm not getting anybody sleep, thanks to you. <laughs> That's not going to relax me, love. <laughs> not yet. 
We're supposed to have dinner tonight. Two months, right? I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. Why didn't you remind me? It's all right. It's too late now. I understand. If it was that important to me, I would have said something. You don't mind? Of course not. Ah. Hmm. You're supposed to leave. What memory? What are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere. Daniel, your research is going to change the world. You're a brilliant mind. I don't want to stand in the way of that. I want to be a part of it. I am, however, going to order us pizza. Distract him, love. Distract him quickly. Not that sort of distraction. Yeah. Stop praising him. Show a bit more leg. Although, mm. truth be told, if you look at Daniel's interests in wives, they tend to be a little bit curvier. Mm. I don't know. Seeing the inside of your house, that's a pretty big step. Ooh. Assert yourself. I'm just saying right now, pretty much perfect. What if it turns out you're really messy or worse? You're a neat freak weirdo with labeled drawers and an alphabetized bookshelf. Whew. I have drawers and an alphabetized DVD shelf. A mate said to me, when you bring a girl into the house, don't show her your Buffy collection right off. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. That's it, play it cool. Play it cool. <laughs> Sod you then. <laughs> Does he not know how much that question cost her to ask? Probably not. I mean, it's a huge step for Sam, really. I mean, obviously off the back of hallucinations on board the Prometheus, where... TJ Hooker? Yeah, that'll do it. Wow. Just don't look at the bookshelf. Okay. Yes, for a few seconds, guess which part of Sam's anatomy that was. Is there I am. So why'd you become a cop? I watched too much TV as a kid. Adam 12. Adam 12? How old is he? Barney Miller. It's my favourite show. At least he didn't mention Dragnet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't they? That's it? Another tweet from Colin. Yeah. Of course you know they nearly went with the title I Dream of Osiris. That would actually work, but giving the game away too quickly. If memory serves in this episode, doesn't he actually find out because they get attacked and he ends up getting shot or something? In time. In the next 16 minutes? Yes, that would be correct. Oh, by the way, Sam Jones isn't Ted. Is he? Well, Flash is their favourite movie. <laughs> I've actually got Sam Jones in. There's a lot of nods to Flash Gordon. Well, the truth is, I probably would have ended up in jail if it wasn't for this one particular cop who took an interest. It really made a difference in my life. And I admired that. It's an admirable job. Well, my ex-wife didn't think so. A little pillow talk. Probably not the most romantic pillow talk, but uh, practical pillow talk. Um, I'm not going to share. <laughs> I've had both kinds. To be honest with you, especially if we're going out with someone with kids, the bed is often the only time you actually get to have some adult conversation. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. It's who I am. I can understand that. Really? Deep space telemetry is who you are. I wish I could tell you more. You don't trust me. I'm not allowed. No, I'm not quite sure I understand Pete's attitude towards this. You're in bed with a naked Amanda bloody tapping. Where are you going? Yeah, and he knows she's a high-ranking military officer. He knows enough that their assignments may not always be as described. 
So why be upset about it? The fact that she won't tell him anything beyond she works deep space telemetry. I mean, that's that's a sort of discussion to have well further along the line when they're actually considering getting together and living together. Just scratch the surface with you, Sam. How can we have a future together if you won't share your life with me? This is mimicking Don, or that looks like actual Don. Oh, Pete, what are you doing? What are you doing, Pete? Sky don't get that colour any other time of day. Well, perhaps that's serious method acting. <laughs> Come back in eight hours, film crew. You'll be <laughs> leaving the house then. Don't tell me you're a bad Pete. <laughs> Undercover reporter or something like that. Special Agent Faraday, please. I'll transfer you now. Please hold. Oh, dear. No, 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 no. Faraday. Damn, it's Pete. Hey, Shani. What's up, buddy? So, again, we're asking the question, has this all been a setup to get information from her? Is he actually an ID? Is he actually an alien? Top-down global agency search the works? Sure thing. Who is it? An Air Force major. Samantha Carter. That looks new. That stock footage. Yeah. This is a chance where mm. Tilt gets to give a little bit of important information that would have saved a hell of a lot of time if we'd have heard it earlier. Like when we initially found these pieces of technology. I don't know. It's like I'm not in control. Like I'm just along for the ride, watching the whole thing unfold. The strange thing is none of it's right. Please elaborate, Daniel Jackson. I was an idiot. Sarah was in love with me, and I, I guess I had feelings for her too, but my obsession with my research destroyed our relationship. She finally broke it off with me when I worked through our anniversary. Ooh, I'd do it. <laughs> Although she should know what you were like. Sarah, I mean, she was a research, yeah, well, not scientist, but... It's like she cares about my work as much as I do. Like, like she wants me to find the lost city as much as I do. Sounds like a normal male fantasy to me. <laughs> yeah, Sam's really up for yeah. it. <laughs> Playing along with the boys. Mm. And that you feel that you have no control of the dreams. Yeah. Tilk. The Goa'uld possess the technology to explore one's memory. Sounds familiar, don't it, Daniel? Ding, 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 ding. You're suggesting Osiris is here on Earth manipulating Dr. Jackson's dreams? We think it's possible, sir. Kinky. Jack! <laughs> yeah, I decided to wander into that for this day. Yeah, I guess I could sit down on a comfy chair. Well, we know the Tokra do, so it's reasonable to say that the Gold do as well. Yeah. Right now, convince the general. Does it really matter? How's she doing it? We're speculating that she's sneaking into Daniel's house at night and using some sort of modified memory device. Anubis once probed Thor's mind, and in doing so, they would have gained access to Asgard beaming technology. I would certainly allow her to come and go undetected. Why go to all that trouble? Why not just snatch up Dr. Jackson and use a mind probe on him the way they did with Thor? That's what I'd do, the general is thinking. Yes. Work on the subconscious. It might have something to do with how Omar erased my memories of when it was ascended. This may be the best way to get Daniel Jackson to unknowingly help them learn what they wish to know. So, what do we do? The Goa'uld are scavengers of alien technology. They would most likely interface any Asgard system with their own command device. We're hoping the jamming device we've been working on could prevent Osiris from using the beam technology to escape Daniel's room. 
You want to set up a trap. Yes, but we don't want to spring it until after she's helped me remember the location of the lost city. See, okay, one of these days you'll actually give us vital strategic information before it becomes useful rather than after. I mean, I could know. Don't want to spring it as a wicked way with me. Wake up, Jack. Keep up with it. We have to let her think that she's still operating without our knowledge, at least until I've had the chance to try to finish this. And how are we supposed to know when you know if it's all happening in your head while you're sleeping? It's a very complex and convoluted plan, yes. which I suppose is... This is typical Gould. For Anubis, you don't think any normal system law would have the patience for this. You know, Ballard just strap him up to his magnetic field and sling knives at him. <laughs> you're enjoying it, Daniel, admit it. You're living your life how you originally thought you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Never thought of that. Hold on, Jack. Well, there's a lot of backstop ID. Works for the Air Force, does deep space telemetry for NORAD, I know. Is that all you found? Actually, it's what didn't turn up that says the most. The backstop, dead end. She's been scrubbed? Yeah. Someone went into the system and wiped out every possible trace of her. Left only what they want others to see. The FBI office, the living room, one of the houses they're filming in. The same house they're shooting the bedroom scene in with Daniel. Pete Shanahan is in his car, tint windows, because it's actually one of the hottest days of the Canadian summer at the moment. Can it get summer? Surprisingly, yes. I thought it were snow and then rain for a few months and then snow again. <laughs> again, yes. Hey, it's not like I'm dating her or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was David's ad-lib. Mm. He did a number of them for this shot and that's the one they decided to keep. So is he still sitting outside her house in his car and has been all night or all day? He must have driven off, she'd have noticed. You would hope... I assume they're fake plates. That's Amanda's actual car. Yeah, probably. I mean, these days, they just don't bother having plates at all on cars, do they? Hello? Hi, it's me. This is Pete. I'm probably chasing a bad guy. Leave a message. <laughs> got ya, got ya. <laughs> Joe goes back to the original Terminator movie. Uh, Daniel's at his house with a team setting up video surveillance. Tilk's picking out his donuts. <laughs> Tilk's really adapted to life on Earth, hasn't he? Jamming device has been installed in the surveillance van. It should prevent Osiris from beaming herself out. But not from beaming herself in? Well, like Daniel says, they wanted to get in. He wants uh, to slap the mind probe on him in the hopes that he can actually remember where the city is. Presumably, Daniel doesn't have blackout curtains, so they'll see the beam in. And then they activate the jamming device? Something like that. ...able to leave. It's just a question of us getting to her before she realizes she's been made. Backup? Local authorities have been notified, but we don't want to do anything to alert Osiris. How's Pete? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Awkward. You know how it is? Usually you don't let it bother you because you know they couldn't cope with the truth anyway. Usually. I think he could have. Well, I didn't sleep with one before. She's already given up on him, for Christ's sake. Come on, he, he had a little tiff. And he was in an apartment, now he's in a house. Pan up at that building, that was the university that he was working in, isn't it? Hmm. But he still moved out of his apartment. Perhaps when he died, they sold it. Yeah, it's not suspicious at all. Hey, Daniel. Daniel, you sleeping yet? Yes, Jack. Fast asleep. <laughs> Beautiful. 
you'd think they'd have some cover, not just SG1 in the van, you know, a couple of other SG teams on the perimeter. Well, local authorities, you know. And there's Pete. I gave out to someone and draw something the other day because Donut was spelled D-O-N-U-T. <laughs> I could hum the uh, Dexter theme tune. Donuts! Yes. <laughs> Non-marketable donuts. What do you got there? No, I'll pass. Yeah, she is. Here we go. Now they turn the jamming device on? Since she's beamed in. Activating frequency jamming. Ooh, lots of old school lights and switches. <laughs> High tech LEDs. <laughs> is it working? Uh, we'll see. Hmm. Ah, that's very Chuck. Sam, stay in the van. Yes. Oh. <laughs> You're a woman. This is, this is men's work. <laughs> men's work. Uh, four separate little monitor feeds. Should beat up most men, as I think we proved in episode two. Yes, yeah. Or is that episode three? Is that he looking? Not noticed much. Surely he noticed them running out of the ass, the uh, van to the house. That actual sequence was filmed and then run backwards. Hmm. Get that nice smooth effect. It's daylight. Why are they still waiting? Carter. She's still there, sir. How long do we wait? I don't know. Daniel must be getting close. The joke was that Daniel took that pose specifically to show off his biceps. He's not vain. I'm not saying he's vain. Most men are. If I had biceps like that, I'd bloody be wearing sleeveless t-shirts. <laughs> Especially when you know an attractive woman's going to be watching you all night. Mm -hmm. I'm still convinced these symbols represent the location of the city. Like an address? Yeah. Yeah, there's seven of them. They don't translate into anything specific. You're so close. No, I am not. Don't say that, Daniel. Nah, this is where he knows he can't go any further, so he needs to provoke her. They mean nothing to me. You've worked too hard to give up now. I don't know. Just a little closer. A little more encouragement. Come on. A little more cleavage. Nearly there. <laughs> okay, now is the time. How unfortunate for you. Move in, move in. That was a bit slow, Jack. At least he didn't have very far to fly. That's true, no. Oh, dear. Oh, got ya. <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> Damn alien technology. <laughs> nice. Oh, she's got a beam weapon, too. Oh, a Tok'ra beam weapon, isn't it? That's what Martouf used to assassinate half the diplomatic community. Sam. Pete, what are you... Get down! Pete. Oh, oh. Yep. There does come a level of confidence when you've got a, a shield like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually oh, spelt A G H. A G H. Yes, Ike. <laughs> <sighs> you'll be alright, Jackson. Yeah, go, go, go. Shooting arrow isn't going to help. Why is that? What sort of... Come on, Pete. Call for backup. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Contemplating evil plan. 
Yes. <laughs> that is not normal. Run. Nice explosion. Of course, since jamming device is in the van. Yes. <laughs> that pretty good effect sequence, considering they're in a, a residential area. Ooh, uh, the down hits as you like, huh? Oh, thud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there! Cue violins. You okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah. That's good. Thud. <laughs> no, he's not gonna die. Tell us he's not going to die. Oh, God, Pete, you've been hit. Hey? I didn't feel a thing. Ryder! It's Pete. He needs an ambulance. They should have dressed him in something red. <laughs> I know it's not suitable yeah. for a stakeout, but it'd have been hilarious if he'd been wearing red. It would be nice if he'd been wearing red and a blue coat. I promise if you make it through this, I will explain everything. Yeah. That's it. Live and I tell you everything. Die, you won't know nothing. Mm. I think they made her eyebrows thicker for a, a younger self. Yeah. You think they'd have mentioned that the Toker have actually taken the symbiote out of her? Mm-hmm. I think she'd know if the symbiote hadn't. We know how long it takes them to get any Toker to come and visit the Earth. Toker have ships available at the speed of plot. Sorry, you're safe. Daniel? I'm here. It's all over. You're free. I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. I couldn't stop it. I can get you through this. <laughs> oh. Huh. Hey. Are you treating you okay? Yeah. Who would have thought there's a hospital under Cheyenne Mountain? One of the best anywhere. <laughs> it's a military base. Of course it's going to have a hospital and an infirmary. That's no great shock. That cost her ten dollars, the thieving photographer. Yeah. Ten dollars. When I graduated, photographers wanted forty-five pounds. Thanks. <laughs> well, come on, let's face it, that little club, you know, you're not gonna get that sort of money out of pensioners, and most of them were pensioners. Mm. Well, what are you gonna tell him? I believe I lived up to my end of the bargain. Yes. That's not all. Uh-huh. These boobs, fake. No! <laughs> Only joking. Chicks with laser beam rings and glowing eyes are classified under 11C9. Let me talk, will you? Okay. You're currently in a top-secret military facility known as Stargate Command. In 1928, in Giza, Egypt, archaeologists unearthed an ancient device capable of instantaneous transportation to other planets by means of a subspace wormhole. I knew it. This is way better than a box of wine with a duck on the front. See, this is what happens when you don't die as Sam's boyfriend. You learn so much. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. Continue. All the things he saw mm-hmm. yesterday in Nari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems to be taking this well. Surprisingly well. Which makes Sam happy. And that was Chimera. That was a very enjoyable episode. Lots of fun. Pete and Sam's little romance. 
David DeLuise, absolute riot as Pete Shanahan. Vision text subtitles done by Stephanie Donahue. Yes, all credit. Alan wouldn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> no, the sound stayed once it came back. I'm listening to the theme tune now. Colin's back with another tweet in reference to his Adrian of Osiris. Well, it's better than Daniel's wet dreams. Yeah, much better. 62 tweets since I checked. There are only three relevant ones, and it's the relevant ones that matter. Okay then, Chimera. That is the last time we see Dr. Sarah Gardner in Stargate, which is a shame. Yes, Cassandra Louise Plowman, excellent actress, beautiful looking woman. Not too bad. Check out Six Bullets, her latest movie with Joe Flanagan. Little plug there, I think it's out in a couple of weeks. What we did learn in this episode, of course, Daniel's closer to discovering the Lost City, which, as we know it, is Atlantis, mm-hmm. which is something we'll be covering next season. Uh, ourselves next season, yes. We'll crop up again uh, in the remaining episodes of this season of SG1, so something to look forward to there. Any thoughts, Alan? Westock. Westock? Yes, Westock. What's that mean? Telephone service. One rings out of errors if one isn't feeling well. Oh, okay. One little tidbit of information... Have a guess who else was considered for the role of Pete Shanahan. A different Deloise? Surprisingly not, no. Ben Browder. Oh. Isn't that interesting? It is. That would have... Because assuming he'd wrap Farscape at this point. This was from an interview Robert C. Cooper gave. I'm not sure of the exact date. But 2004, Chimera. When did Farscape finish? 2005? For some of the latter Farscape, he was playing himself twice. There were two well, that was the season three, wasn't it? Mm. It's been a while. I've only actually sat down and watched the whole thing once. I was walking my way through the Blu-rays in the commentaries. I think on episode one, it has Ben Browder and Claudia Black on the commentary, which is just great. Anyway, but that's another show. That was Chimera. What's next week's episode, Alan? Next week's episode, he said, swiftly switching to the transcript tab, is Death Knell. When the officer is attacked by one of the super soldiers, Sam Carter is caught in the crossfire. Tensions are high between Toker and Jafar, and it appears one group sold out. While Daniel Hammond and Jacob struggle with the two warring factions in the search for the traitor, Jack and Teok search the office side for Carter, missing in action since the attack. Da, da, da. Sam's having a pretty good run of episodes, isn't she? Well, she's pretty. Lucy's really not enjoying Vegas. I didn't think she'd watched it yet. She's, uh, she's watching it now. That's what she's tweeting about. And she's like, why is McKay being so mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm full on flipping out over this episode. It's torment. I don't understand what the hell is going on. I enjoyed it because I watched that. I was like, hang on. And then I thought, oh, that's a nod to CSI. I mean, the nods to CSI in the episode Vegas aren't even subtle. Well, they made no bones about it. They made an episode in the style of the CSI franchise. I don't think I'd want to see an entire series of Stargate in that style. As a one-off, it is easily a top five Stargate episode for me, if not... Even higher up. She's um, copped it, or it's shown her. Okay, <laughs> alternate reality. Less annoying now, kind of. Yeah, this in a response to a tweet I did to her, or at least the gatecast did. So that does have some relevance. We are uh, a gestalt identity as the gatecast. Okay, then. That was Chimera. Next week, Death Toll. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, sending the feedback. Join us next week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Thank you.